I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 303. Nice, a palindrome of sorts. Of sorts. Are numbers palindromes as well? Just like words? I think I so. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, no, I, I think it's like a, it's like B O B like one zero 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 one. It's almost well, that's binary. It's almost existential. Yeah, <laughs> that question. You guys are using big words. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, don't worry, the movie's not that hoity toity. <laughs> This this might be our earliest tangent <laughs> yeah, ever. <that's> <laughs> it was about thirty seconds. Yeah, that's well, pretty good. But I didn't even get through my opening <laughs> spiel, and we're tangenting. <laughs> Not even about anything important. Just I didn't even say if we're doing a movie nope. or what we're doing. We're just talking. We're just talking. Just talking. We're talking about the existential crisis <laughs> behind palindromes, yeah. numerical palindromes. So uh, it is the box office report for the week ending August thirteenth, twenty seventeen. Seventeen. So, so there we go. I guess before we dig in, we will go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. We are down one Dan. We're Danless. We are Danless. So uh, it's going to get crazy. It's going <laughs> to yeah, be yeah. all sorts of offensive things <laughs> said yeah. on this one. Don't you worry. Yes, you're going to have to seek solace in Charlottesville. <laughs> oh no, no, oh, I don't think that's no, a good idea. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not the kind. What time is that edit marked, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, that's not the. That's not typically the the end of the offensive spectrum. We no, tend to work. That is not. That's Occasionally not, on accident. Sometimes it happens on accident yeah. when you refer to apes and or monkeys. Yeah. And then we go from there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, no, that's not how I meant that. That's to not sound. what I that's not that's, what I meant. Please. I was actually talking about never mind. I'd like a do over. <laughs> um there's a reset button on yes. this, right? That's why that, thank God these aren't live. <laughs> yeah, right. So no way we'd be on the radio, I, that's for no, sure. No, that's true. Yeah. Yes. So uh so there, uh where was I at? Oh, shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on iTunes where you can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, it helps us tremendously, and we greatly appreciate it. We do have a new review. Oh, oh! Looks like no emoji movie no today, emoji. guys. Yeah. Sorry about that, and that was the only chance. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is from. Uh, let me enlarge my screen. Uh, Fireheart forty seven. That's a good name. Yeah, I like that. 
And uh, they say I've always listened along With my brother Dustin From Nerds at Night Gaming ah. So they got a shameless plug Within our shameless that's right, plug That's right They just inceptioned The whole thing <laughs> Thank you Dustin Jr And uh, and now I've started You listen- think his brother's name Is Dustin Jr I don't know what? That's <laughs> not how that works <laughs> No Is he from Arkansas Like what is going on <laughs> What do you think Is going on In Dustin's family tree <laughs> Charlottesville I don't know <laughs> So, Not everybody from Charlottesville. Let's put that. Yes. In. Yeah. So, uh, so it's, uh, he or she said because I, I don't know if it's a brother or a sister. Dustin's. I the think brother, it's a brother. But it could go either way. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, and uh, not Junior for now. Sure. Let's probably not. <laughs> Let's <laughs> just avoid that altogether. Yeah, that might not be a good idea for fan engagement. Uh, and now I've started to listen to them on my own as well to pass the time during work. Uh, keep up the awesome reviews guys so thank you Dustin's brother yeah not Dustin who Jr. is not Dustin jr uh, also uh, don't forget you can join our League of show shares you can do that at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash real spoilers uh, and you can also join uh, the the group yes League of show shares so you can find the group at our page or just type in League of show shares people that were kind enough to share the show over the last few weeks because we missed a couple because we we uh, recorded early we recorded early so here we go. Uh, Linnea Thunsell, Chris Sanders, Brad Hyatt, Travis T. Witt, Jason Weesey, Brandon Coleman, Tammy Sherman Powers, uh, Julianne Jordan, Tom Comiskey, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming. That's two for him. <laughs> Greedy bastard. Uh, Brent Smith, Griffin Fox Smith, no relation. Brett Schulte, <laughs> Timmy Two Zooms, Librarian Cynthia, Richard Lawson, Zach Bach, Lane Levanway, Brian Kelly, Nick Scott, Chris James, and Ming Bain. So thank you guys for sharing the show. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. And, uh, and Lane's, the word. Lane's an international show sharer. That's true. That is true. So that's, yes. He's that's, he's in he's the spread, London. He's spreading the word. He went over there to put uh, fluoride in their water to help with their teeth. <laughs> Which is funny because we act we actually started in the UK. That's true. We did. Even though we're in the US, we started in the UK. That is true. We had mostly British listeners. We did. Yeah. So it's kind of come around full circle. And it turned out they were bots. (laughs) Not all of them, though. I mean, there were some weird numbers because of, like, ACAST was just starting. And ACAST, if you don't know, that's where we host our podcast. And it is a UK company. And now it has a a U.S. branch. And there's, you know, it's in the States officially. And we go through that office now. But we started off in the UK. And and, uh, we would look at our demographics. And, you know, many of you may still be listening. Maybe not. But uh, we found out that... They fell off a long time ago. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so there were mostly, we were in the UK. We were a big deal in the UK, as we we used to say. We were getting tons of (laughs) listeners. And then Skip to the End happened. And they killed us. Yeah. Maybe skip to the end where the listeners are like, we can do this better. Yeah, right. We can do this better and not have a weird accent. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So uh, so anyway, but no, we appreciate when you guys share the show, let oh, your friends great. know, and it just helps get the word out. So. And tell your brothers. Yeah, tell you, yeah. Force your brothers to listen. Yeah. It's working slowly but surely. Slowly. Yeah. yeah. It's adding, we only did 303 of these things. Yeah. So by the time we get to like... 1800 episodes <laughs> We will have six new listeners That's right Did I do Woo! the math right on that? I think yes. carry the four Carry the six Yeah that's right If, I, if I we were told- in Germany You'd make my bunk <laughs> yeah, I was told there'd be no math Yeah So uh, so anyway that's, uh, That is it For all of our shameless plugs We will now turn our eyes To the box office Kevin has his abacus At the ready Kevin I do Tom And it looks like this week Is one of those rare weeks Where the movie of the day Is number one at the box office 32.5 million For this prequel sequel it's a prequel to a prequel that's what it is it's prequel to the prequel so annabelle is a prequel and then this is a prequel to that annabelle the the doll shows up in the conjuring okay and then they spun that off to give you 
what we thought was the origin of Annabelle, and then this is a prequel to that, which okay. is the actual origin in the cinematic. Interesting. Okay. Stuff. So, well, either way, whatever it is, $32.5 million on a $15 million budget. Blumhouse special. They're, I mean, they're they're up up in the budget on these things, though, but still, I mean, it's already made over double, and, you know... It's Luckily, a, they signed that doll to a four-picture deal. Well, you had they, to do it in the beginning. There's no way they'd get this done for 15 Absolutely the not. The foresight there was <laughs> just amazing. Jason Blum was on point. Yes. Yeah, he knew. There you go. So, uh, I, I think that's a pretty good opening, and, and it was really a weak... Uh, Movie? <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm not sure, but uh, you know, as far as the competition goes, it's it's really just uh, one kids movie that we'll get to, and then a bunch of uh, you know second and third weeks in the top ten, so and, and mediocre second and third, like yeah. mediocre yeah. films in their second and third week, exactly. You know? So anyway, uh, we'll see what that continues to do, and that will be on next episode. But until then, number two, Dunkirk, another eleven million dollars. This movie's still making money, thirty six percent drop in week four. It is now at one hundred and fifty three million dollars domestic. Uh, overseas, it picked up a lot since we last talked about its box offices at almost $200 million foreign. So we're looking at approaching $350 million worldwide on a $100 million budget. That's a shame. Yeah, that movie does not deserve all yeah. that, that I, money. You know, I wonder if... I think it's just... it's There's not a lot out. Yeah, that's true. But I, like, I wonder what the reaction to the this movie from the British viewers are i think like the, if they're pissed. i think the, no i think the i think oh. the british love it i oh, think it's sure. everybody else I like gotcha. the french are like hey we were there doing I stuff gotcha. I gotcha. And, you know um in the uk it has made 50 million of that what 150 million foreign takes so there's okay. 50 which makes sense uh it's made in france 13 million <laughs> like no 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 australia 13 million and south korea 20 million they love American movies. I mean, I don't, that I, one is interesting. Isn't yeah, it? twenty million in South Korea. Twenty million in South Korea. It well, they know o- it opened they, to they, nine million. They may not have another opportunity to see movies in the no, next. South no, Korea sure. is a very developed <laughs> no, country. I know. I know. I mean, when North Korea bombs the crap <laughs> oh, out of them, you're saying they're getting <laughs> oh, all their yeah. movies. Yeah, like they're, they're trying to get them all gonna in. see these okay. now because I don't oh, know if this oh, is gonna. Oh. <laughs> he may limit what we can see. Oh. He have to see one of his home movies that he says won <laughs> yeah. best picture seven times in a row. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I'm not exactly sure what that's about, but it uh, definitely is is making a decent amount of money. And I guess all the military bases in South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Maybe. Uh, you know one thing that we can say about Christopher Nolan, and usually it's that he makes very good movies. But but one thing, one other thing that we can always say is his budgets are pretty modest. The guy is yeah. a great filmmaker and he always comes in under budget and an efficient yeah he is so and and he does a lot of practical effects which you know most people use cg because it's cheaper than practical so somehow he just maybe i think we've talked about before maybe he just plans everything out to a t and especially with i guess some of the twists and turns he does it's like you have to have the shots planned out you can't say oh maybe i'll have this clue in here and maybe i'll skip that his brother direct Mm -mm, just right just writes yeah okay yeah Westworld. He created Westworld with his wife. Ooh, and that's, whew, that's, that's quite a, a show. show. Spring 2018. Yeah. Can't yeah. wait. So to go back to Annabelle real quick, they yeah. had a four minute trailer for it. Which oh. is, so they did basically, they just showed you the whole um, scene between Georgie and Pennywise. You get like, so you get a look at what, whatever that scars guard is, what his take is going to be. Uh, we've said before they may have something i'm willing to bet this is going to be a after seeing it that four minutes it's like oh 
Like it's going to be it's going to be make it's going to make a bunch of money. I agree. I think I think it's going to make a crap ton of money too. And the thing I don't get about it, what is what, what is different between this and every other horror property, every other horror remake based on another property? Like why is this getting so much buzz and attention? I'm not saying it won't be good, but this seems so different than everything it's a, else. It's a very beloved book. Yeah. Um It's a beloved TV movie too. Which like that shouldn't got, be. But it from, shouldn't, but it got, man, that thing got rented yeah, sure. like nobody's business at Blockbuster. But from the 90s, yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's old. 90s, the, 80s? Uh, it's the 90s. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the only thing I can figure is that it, it really looks like they're doing it right. Yeah. You know, there really haven't been, and I don't, I mean, like, there hasn't been a big studio horror flick that a studio has gotten behind yeah. in a long time. Like it's been Blumhouse. It's been Blumhouse since Paranormal Activity. Yeah, the other studio, like Warner Brothers, Sony, they have not. Well, like with the New Line stuff. So like Friday the Thirteenth or the the Jason stuff. Mm-hmm. Like how how those? I mean, I know that people in the horror community get excited and they love that stuff. But like, I just those are huge characters, and I don't remember when Friday the Thirteenth with you know uh, the kid from the Bad News Bears came out. I I don't remember that people was being on Street. Oh was oh was that yeah, okay sorry was, yeah, 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 so Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street they rebooted it into not but I don't remember anyone well. being like oh my god this is Friday the Thirteenth so because I think Robert I think the problem is is when you recast Freddy Krueger yeah that is a huge, like and you don't get Robert England there's gonna be backlash because that dude was that dude was Freddy Krueger but that's horror nerds most people they don't know who Pennywise is I mean we know it's Tim Curry but what I'm saying is that. I just think that there'd be more buzz around it for the public because I'm guaranteeing you that all this it buzz is not because of horror nerds. It's everybody's talking about it, right? They put out a hell of a trailer. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of his most popular books. Yeah. You know, everybody up, knows it. It's up there with like The Shining and Carrie. And, I think and Pennywise is probably one of the most recognizable villains. Yeah. Do you I think, think maybe it's the clown thing? You think that maybe so many people have an immense fear of yeah. clowns that this is one of the most evil, villainous, just it, pieces of imagery in horror? But he doesn't look the same. Like, that, that the clown in this one doesn't look like Tim Curry. Sure. Like, there's there's nods to, to him, for sure, but I think they've updated the look, so he doesn't look like Tim Curry. Yeah. You know? Maybe it's just the clown thing, though. Maybe that's the thing where people identify, like, even non-horror nerds is like, what's the most terrifying thing that you could imagine? It's like evil clown. <laughs> Tim Curry and clown makeup. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's interesting. Or, but drag, I, or I, drag, I guess. I think it also helps that it looks like so far everything we've seen, it looks like they're doing it right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think as much as people liked that TV movie, like, I mean, I remember watching the TV movie and not being happy with it, but I will say it really wasn't until about two thirds of the way through that I started to be like, mm, they're not really doing this well. Oh, I see. You know, like, yeah. and I thought it was well cast, especially for the was hero, it John, which was John Ritter and another was John Ritter and Harry uh, Anderson. Uh, Harry, Harry Anderson's in it, and yeah, was uh, it another tool? Uh, it's been a long time. The it was Lot of Lag and Superman Three. Yeah, but it but it was well cast, and it, yeah. and, and uh, but it still got that problem with the ending. That ending that's going to be interesting. I, I'm interested. So this was I think Carrie Fu- two uh, it gets weird on <laughs> two, yeah. Two very different levels. Yes. Yeah. So Kerry Fukunawa, who directed the first season of True Detective, was attached to this. Like he was, I think he got like mostly through development, and then he left the project due to creative differences. Hmm. And then they brought this new guy on, and they're saying this new guy is going to be like Warner Brothers' new Ben Affleck. Oh wow! Like they're, they're, so they'll love him for eighteen months and then <laughs> replace him. Yes, that sounds okay. about right. Yeah. 
That's the way Warner Brothers works, though. Yes. Like, he's, uh, you know, he's their Conan O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Never got a fair shake. Yeah. Uh, Never did. You know, what's funny is, so at Universal Studios, I, I guess you probably haven't been back since the new ride with Jimmy Fallon was created in, in Florida. No. Because it's fairly new. So when I was just there, I, I was on that ride, and it's a really good queue. So the queue uh, looks like NBC Studios, you know, or 30 Rock. You've right. got uh, all this memorabilia. They have, like, TV TVs and old cameras that were actually used with Johnny Carson. Right. It's a really neat studio look, and you go up an escalator, and then there's actually a, uh, like, a barbershop quartet or quintet okay and it's like they've been on the show before i guess and they're they're called like the ragtime gals oh yeah all guys. Sings with them yeah and it, yeah, it's yeah. hilarious but but in the queue there's a live performance every like five ten minutes these guys come out and do like rap uh like a uh, rap they uh, do all you kinds know, of stuff yeah i've seen they do like uh, r kelly's ignition yeah remix yeah, yeah they i've do seen like jimmy fallon do history that with of them, rap yeah. that yeah. they do and then uh the musical instruments with kids so it's really great cue and uh but interestingly enough on the side when it shows the history of the Tonight Show, it's like Conan's up there. He has to, and be. I get it. I mean, but I'm just was... like, oh man, that. I mean, <laughs> was he really only there for 11 months? I thought it was. Was it even that long? I, I thought, thought it was, it was shorter. shorter. I thought it was, thought it was like. I'm six. just like, yeah. oh my gosh! Just the fact that he's up there, I just feel like it's such a time that obviously Conan's not happy with, and yeah. it just it just seems but weird. I, to, he landed on his feet though. Like I'll give him credit. Like yeah. the dude bounced back pretty. Like was he? Go- he was off for a minute. Not for very long, but not, not for, for long. long. And then yeah. he came back with the beard. Yeah. And did you see the Letterman's coming back with for a, a small some, for something tiny on Netflix? Netflix. Netflix. But I was just like, all right, like I'll I'll watch. I think David it's kind of like how Jay Leno came back with that like Jay's Garage. Oh. I don't think it's going to be like a talk show or anything. It's going to be something. Well, little something else. I still yeah. think Letterman's great. But but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you really you can't. Ig- ignore it yeah. you know what i mean like if you did ignore it i think it would it would look weird than if you did controversial yeah, yeah. Well, i just was like oh conan i almost forgot that happened like <laughs> oh yeah because he didn't he didn't get the 10 o'clock time well so say in st louis it's 10 30 well it's 10 30 everywhere well it's 11 30 or 10 30 11 35 technically but yeah uh, but he looks, never get, did he get that time slot or yeah. did they automatically move him to i the thought they o'clock? moved it up or something wasn't there a time they moved period him where it was to 10 like 9 30 no, no. So what they did was, so they had, they had Conan at this. They had Conan at locally ten thirty-five, right? The national time is, is eleven thirty-five, uh, and so they had Conan in the eleven thirty-five slot, and then they and then they turned to. <laughs> Your mic's like no. <laughs> Need some Cialis for this mic stand. Uh, then, the, then they turned around and hired Leno to do basically a clone of the Tonight Show at. At ten o'clock, nine o'clock our time, right? Every night, that was a right. we, it was a nightly show, yes, five nights a week because they yeah. thought, oh well, he'll lead it in, lead it. Well, people love Leno, and then this is cheap programming, and it would if it works, it gives us five nights a week that work, and and uh, and then obviously that really undercut Conan, and yeah. it was kind of like, and he had a pay or play deal, like that he was like, if I don't do it for X amount of time, you have to pay me like it was like forty million dollars or something, of money. and so this was kind of their end run around that to have their cake and eat it too, ah. and and then they uh, um, and then the J show tanked, they didn't like where what the Conan show was doing numbers wise, and so then they. They put Leno back, and, oh. and they basically paid Conan off. They were like, "Okay, here's your forty. 
get That's out. Right. And so, and then, and then there was him. that weird period where he had like six weeks of television where yeah. he knew he was leaving. And which is weird that they left him on, but yeah, I guess they had to weird. because they needed something to fill the slot. And then, you know? and then Fallon came in after that, and then then Leno went back, to, back to the Tonight Show, right, for like two three years, I guess. Yeah. And, oh my god! And, and then he retired for real, and then and, and in the meantime, Fallon had stepped into late night, which was Conan's slot, right. And then when Leno retired for real, then Fallon slid into the Tonight Show. That's right. And then Seth Meyers went to late night. Okay, and so they thinking that Seth Myers is well. I guess Fallon's in for until I hope he in for. I, I don't, I don't think Seth Myers not. will ever get the Tonight no. Show because yeah. one, I honestly, I, I like Seth Myers. I don't think he's good. I don't either. I don't think he's good enough either. Two, they're too close in age. Right, that's so like, true. By the time Fallon retires, Seth oh, Myers yeah. is going to be. Yeah. They're not going to want to put in like Seth Myers is probably. I'm th- mid thirties. I'm, th- I'm spitballing. I'm thinking forty five maybe. to ten years younger than oh, Fallon. Guess, maybe okay. So Fallon is in his forties. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Let's ask. How old is at least twenty? Yeah, <laughs> at least ninety-one. Fallon. So many books. So Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon is forty-two. Okay, and I, then how old is? I would say Seth Myers is probably right around there. Seth I don't think Myers. he's. I think he's a few years older than me. I'm say forty. He's a year older. He's forty-three. So oh, wow. there's no way because yeah. if Jimmy Fallon, you know, they're going to end up having to be like, "Where's Carson Daly?" Jim, Jimmy Fallon's going to probably, you know, and Jimmy Fallon loves the gig. Yeah, I mean, and there is it. no one that understands th- this day's and day and age media and yeah. humor yeah. better than better than Fallon. And so I think I think Fallon stays there until he doesn't want to be there. So That's I'm thinking true. he's staying there until he's at least sixty. Yeah, and so you're not going to hire another sixty year old to replace him. No, like you're you're going to want the next guy. You're going to want to bring in the next voice of a generation, or you know, voice of a generation might be a little too. too I don't know. That's man. a little I much mean, to like, throw at Fallon. I've but, been, but I've been watching Fallon since I was yeah. in my teens. But I don't know that he's the voice of a generation. You know. Yeah. But um. But you're going to want to bring in somebody that speaks. To that next generation, and you don't want to put all this muscle behind somebody that's sixty that's going to do it for five, <laughs> five years, years and be done. True. You yeah, know? That's so a good point. so I don't think Seth probably, mm-hmm. you know, barring a tragedy of some sort Ooh. in the Fallon camp, <laughs> I uh, I don't think Seth Myers has any designs. No, on, probably not. On I guess. He, I mean, why wouldn't? I mean, he's. I'm sure he's happy where he is too. The the real question for me for for NBC and late night, especially now, is. What happens when Lauren Michaels dies? Because right like, now, is there any? He doesn't have like an underling. If he does, I've never heard the name. Like he's okay. pretty hands on, and he does that. He's got every. He's got his hand in everything. He completely controls NBC Late Night now. Yeah, because he when Fallon moved when Fallon took over Late Night, he moved to Late Night. He took over the Late Night franchise, right. and then when Fallon slid into the Tonight Show, he took over that as well. And obviously, you know, Conan was his placement. On late on late night, he would Conan was oh, an was S- Conan was a well, writer that's, for that's SNL. Right. He was a Simpsons writer too. Yeah, all, yes, yeah. and uh, and he was the one who pushed for Conan. And so I think that's why when when Conan left that because I, I don't think that was a Lauren Michael show with under Conan. But when Conan left and they went to Lauren and they're like, well, who should we get next? And he was like Jimmy Fallon and like he. Oh, I see. I see. Like he pushed for that, and like that kind of brought that under his umbrella. And then when that did really well, and the Tonight Show exploded. You know, like in yeah, a bad way. Ra- oh, oh, you mean the yeah. Leno one? Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, the whole Conan Leno fiasco, and then he took that over too. And so, man, and so he does. He's only off on Sundays. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and the other thing is, they all broadcast out of that building. That's true. So he's got his own little fiefdom there. He's got. His, he's got a new one. Too. Uh, the Weekend Update just went prime time. 
Yeah, they've tried that before. Right now, it's just these, a summer thing. But these two guys, I I think they're. But they were doing it with Seth Meyers and Amy Poehler in they prime did? time. Yeah, and it, it didn't click. Oh, hmm. and so hmm. they you know they tried it during an election year or something. They they've tried this before, like. It you was know, funny. Little, it was a, a good little, first episode. A little half hour thing. Yeah. I was wondering how I, I on YouTube. It's like John Oliver. I was going through YouTube and it had like newer topics on Weekend Update, and I'm like, how SNL's not on? Like <laughs> yeah. I was curious they how got, that was happening. Yeah, they got that. Yeah. They got uh, Bill Hader is the Mooch, which was <laughs> perfect. Yeah, yeah, it was like topical, and I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think. I mean, those two guys. I think doing a topical show, do, uh, doing a topical sketch news show, could be really. Really, funny. I used yeah. to not like them at all. They're starting yeah. to grow on me, man. but man, those first couple seasons they were on, I was like, well, they're just oh. fine. You got to find your footing, yeah. yeah. You know, and there was a weird like it was. So it was Seth and Amy, and then it was just Seth, and it was Seth. I mean, uh, Seth, was Seth sat behind that desk for like twelve that was, years. That was or his only gig. Yeah, he was, I guess he was writing. Uh, he was the head writer sure, for the yeah. show, as and well. then it was Seth and Sicily, and then it was just Sicily, and then it was Sicily, Sicily and Colin, right. And oh. then it was, and then they and got then, rid of her and brought in Che, Michael Che, yeah. And huh. now it's them. Yeah, they're but, I mean, like, on, Yeah, man. you got to once you find her once, and I think they found their rhythm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And it's I think they're very funny. Well, I I have to say, Lauren Michaels. Not that we didn't already think he was a genius, but to see the potential in Fallon, because when those first couple that weeks, that guy of Fallon, couldn't keep himself together that, on a skit well, to save him. Well, yeah, life. that was one of the problems. And I was like, how is he going to do a talk show? And if you remember those first few weeks, it was rough. He looked so nervous, and it was so awkward. Fallon was uh, that the was that the one where everybody kept coming out and putting money on his desk. Where he had I all the celebrities, he, and they were just like, didn't think he'd make it a week. Yeah. yeah. And like, they were putting, like, you know, they had some big name celebrities. Yeah. Was he, the, he he's the one that brought back, what's Joan? No. Rivers. Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers had, she was banned. had been she banned, banned from the Tonight Show. Yeah. yeah. Um, because she went and started her own late night talk show on Fox. Because <laughs> she thought she was going to get the Tonight Show. So she was in line to get the Tonight Show. When her and Carson were real good friends at one time what's that her and carson were real good friends he always had her on the show and carson liked her as a performer <laughs> carson wasn't real good friends with anybody yeah, yeah. carson was a dick and carson didn't carson didn't have real good friends yeah you know but he liked her and used her a lot yeah. absolutely and 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 she was kind of poised to be the replacement whenever he went and he, it's, did, it's just he, nobody knew when that day would come she was she replaced him like in spite Spurts, right? Like well, she, she, oh, she filled in. She was his fill-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like back yeah. then, this sounds alien to people now, but back then, instead of repeats, when when <laughs> Carson would would go out, would take a break, there would be guest hosts, right. you know. And so people that guest hosted the Tonight Show over the years, and Bob Newhart did a bunch of them. Oh. Bill Cosby did a bunch of them. The yeah. first, uh, well, I mean, but he was good at it. Yeah, sure. You know? no, I, I mean, believe it. Uh, uh, who else did a bunch of them? Um, uh, Jerry Lewis did a bunch of them. Uh, you know, but he would he would do that. In fact, the first Ed McMahon, uh, no, <laughs> the <laughs> poor, first poor Ed, the first guest host for Carson. Any idea? What um, year? This would have been probably like the mid sixties. I guess is when he took that over, mid to late sixties. Uh, Can't think of it. Uh, Bud Abbott. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Luke Costello. Yeah, Luke Costello died in like 1955. But yeah, uh, but you're on the right track. Groucho honestly. Marx. Groucho Marx. Oh. Groucho Marx was the first guest host. And Carson's logic was: he goes, if if Groucho comes out and it just crushes it, 
There's no way he'd ever agree to do a nightly talk show. Sure. And there's no way that they could afford him to do a nightly talk show. Mm. And nobody's going to, everybody's, if he's better than me, everybody's going to be like, well, yeah, of course. It's Scratch Scratch Marks. Marks. And he's like, but if he comes out and, and tanks, and then it's like, well, Wow, Johnny Carson's pretty good. Johnny Carson's better than Groucho Marx. Yeah. and so he's like, so like he's like, there was no like that was kind of his that's, fail that's safe, pretty slick, and the ratings would stay up while he was gone because they had Groucho Marx. So it was like a win-win. Like that's, that's he pretty... gave them somebody that they could never get, and that you know wouldn't take wouldn't wouldn't end up taking his job because at the beginning it was very, he was on very uh, who did he who did he come after? Uh, well, he came after there was like a run. Job. Sure. Well, so the first host of the Tonight Jack Show Park? was Steve Allen, right? Okay. Then Steve Allen left, and they did some guest hosts, and then and then it landed on Jack Parr, and then Jack Parr left, and they did a bunch of guest hosts, kind of trying people did out. Somebody get in trouble? Uh, Ernie Kovacs was a guest host. Right. Uh, uh, Ernie Kovacs was a big influence on Letterman. Uh, I'm trying. You're probably thinking the Smothers Brothers. I don't think the Smothers Brothers ever hosted it. Uh, but you're probably thinking in terms of getting in trouble is Jack Parr. They told him he couldn't use the phrase water closet. Yeah. Which okay. is like a fancy European for, word for toilet. toilet. Hmm. And uh, and he came and Jack Parr was very emotional and like a, a, just in general, he was a very like emotional guy. Right. And he came out and he like uh, he was like, I, I, I can't do this. They're censoring me. And he and he quit. And the show was live. So he walked off on live yeah. television and his uh, his Ed McMahon. At the time was uh, Hugh Downs Who you would eventually know As the host of 2020 For like 30 years Okay I know that I know that show exists Yeah and uh, (laughs) um, But yeah he hosted 2020 For like Okay He was the I think the original host And hosted it until like Man the late 90s maybe They took it off the air It's still on Is it really It's a news program It's still on It's just different hosts now But um, uh, And he had to step in on live TV and film it. Like, and, wow. And then they finally. Just me? Okay. They, great. Yeah. And then the, the guy directing the show that night was a guy by the name of Hal Gurney who would go on to direct the early Letterman episodes. You might remember him from a segment that they used to do on Late Night with David Letterman called What's Hal Wearing? Yeah. And they would yeah. cut to him and he would always be wearing chinos. <laughs> yeah. And it was always the same thing. So that's Hal Gurney. Oh, that's great. And uh, we can all admit that Letterman's way better than Leno, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't get the people. That like Leno And yeah. I'm sure there's A handful of them listening But I'm just like He's not funny Yeah No he was, used to be A stand up As a stand up He yeah, was amazing But it's, yeah. he always came off So that I've always felt yeah, like the, yeah, Not even so that But like man. he was better Than everybody else Yeah So Letterman Carson Letterman And Fallon All have that Everyman quality Yeah And that's what is Like to me That's what's appealing And funny but Leno never had it Like Leno was just like uh-huh. Nah I make more money than you I have 19 yeah, billion cars Something I, always yeah. about him Yeah but Letterman Just hilarious I, I loved all his Letterman was just, just like I'll never forget I was watching the episode When Drew Barrymore Flashed him Yeah, yeah And sure. like the look on his face Where he's just like <laughs> Yeah Yeah those are boobs Uh <laughs> We'll be right back. Yeah. Like, he was just, like, so chill and so just like, all right, well, he was like, on. well, I appreciate that. You <laughs> did just ruin E.T. for me. <laughs> what did you guys think about the walking Phoenix thing when he kicked him off the show because he got close to kicking him? Like, you, so I think that was all an act. I don't know, because you got to remember. No, he was pretty mad. You got to remember, that's happened to Letterman before. That happened with Jerry Lawler and, and uh, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Yeah. yeah. So that was all a work. What's None that? of that was real. But but 
okay, Letterman but, didn't know that. But though. Letterman didn't yeah. know yes. that. And yeah. so I think then we only found out that it wasn't real like 20 years later, like six months Jerry ago. Jerry Lawler just yeah. finally said Jerry it Lawler was, just yeah. said he's like, no, like yeah. all of that was a work that was all but it was all his idea. But as yeah. far as Letterman, like and and, uh, and he also had something like that happen with Crispin Glover. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So I mean, so that's happened to him before, and I think he probably doesn't have a lot of patience for. You know, it. I, I think. See well, that. I think I think the Crispin Glover one's worse, and that's that's the one that really sticks out in my mind because he did come out trying to do like karate moves, and he's yeah. like he almost kicked me, and like I don't know, I I watched it, and it was obviously an act, and like to me, I mean, I wasn't there, and I wasn't being David Letterman, but. I just think that it was a little bit of an overreaction to Crispin Glover, but do you think he like feared because he was so weird? Like I think you Crispin think he- Glover was just far enough out there in left field, yeah, that he may have been like this. Key, this can go off the rails right now. And it's my show, and I gotta step yeah, in. Because I mean, he this. kicked him off, and he came back for break, and he's like, he was just like totally weirded out by it, and just like he seemed fearful. Yeah, and, um, I don't know. When you watch it now, it's like oh, I don't think it was that bad, but I don't know. I think I think that those shows are very tightly they're scripted. I yeah. mean, they you know they know what stories they're going to tell, right. they know right. what right. anecdotes they're going to. So there's, I mean, even though it it feels conversational and yeah. in the moment you know there's a lot of they do a lot of pre-interviews sure. where producers talk to the to the guests sure, beforehand sure, to kind yeah. of don't, break, don't bring this up don't talk about yeah, that or like the questions know, do you have an yeah. interesting story that anecdote that you want to share oh, oh I totally talk about that. when yeah. jimmy fallon brings stuff up too and he's not the best about it you're just like oh yeah they've never yeah. talked about this before. you know yeah. they're so coincidentally like perfect right yeah. and, and that's been in place i mean oh, carson sure. used to do that yeah, yeah you know? totally but uh just some people are better at hiding it than others sure and carson was a man yeah, so it that dude was that. Yeah, yeah. But, it, um, but so I mean, I think as soon as he probably goes off the rails, as soon as he started yeah. to veer off script, and he yeah. was just like, I don't like what this is happening. Eep. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So cool. We hey, should was, probably there's a box office report. Get back to the box yeah. office report. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fine. I'd be our longest tangent <laughs> <Yeah>. ever. <laughs> so coming in at number three, the Nut Job Two Nutty by Nature made eight million dollars. <sighs> is that really what it's called? The nut nutty, job no, to nutty, nutty, nutty by, nature. by nature. Wow. Now, uh, we did have a friend of the show, Brad Heehan, review this for VSTL. <laughs> so what did I saw that he what went did, to, yeah. What did he ever do to you? <laughs> so please go to ReviewSTL.com and read his review. He had to go see this thing. So just it's like hazing. Yeah. Like. If you want to write welcome, a review, STL. Welcome, new guy. He is the newest writer. <laughs> God, do the nut job. And <laughs> he was uh, like, please tell me that's the name of a movie. That's the name of a movie, right? I don't have to <laughs> yeah. actually do a nut job. <laughs> oh. So, um, yeah, I uh, Catherine Heigl's in this, so I guess. What? Catherine was... Heigl's in a bad movie? I'm shocked. <laughs> the hell you say. <laughs> what was that one that we did? That we were just like, oh, that unforgettable. unforgettable. That was like, yeah. maybe that's her new role. Yeah, I, I honestly playing crazy person. No, yeah, I think I so. like yeah. I mean, a crazy, mean spirited bitch. <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, okay. sounds about right. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. written by Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did you know that Anne Hath that was supposed to be Anne Hathaway? No, she did not want to do the birthing scene, so they're like, "You're fired." Huh? She was, did she know she didn't really have to give birth? I, maybe not. <laughs> That's that she's was, like, "I don't want to show my vagina." I'm that like, was I don't B-roll. think Catherine Heigl showed her. Would vagina. that be called B roll or would that be called V roll? I think. That's, <laughs> I think that. Well. <laughs> I mean, if you go a little bit lower, yeah. it's B-roll. It's V-roll. Oh, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. It's B-roll. It's as you go down. It's B-roll, V-roll, and then B-roll again. And then again. B-roll again. Yeah. 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 Yes. B- I thought that was B-H-roll. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, the original nut job actually made $64 million domestic, 56 overseas, so $120 million. But uh, it did have an opening weekend of 20. This had an opening weekend of 8. 
Whoops. So I'm guessing this is not the sequel that people, even kids, were clamoring. Especially for. when it's pretty soft for kids' movies. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of competition in no, that. No, I mean, there's the emoji movie with a 6% that's been <laughs> lambasted, which made a ton of money. Which is ridiculous. And then there's it's the absolutely nu- ridiculous. And there's the nut job, which the first one wasn't great, but like, it was a serviceable kids' movie. Who put that out? Uh, that's uh, uh, Open Road is the distributor. Okay. okay. Um, I don't know who the, uh, the other animator is i'm trying to look on the poster it's not like blue sky or anything, no i don't think it is um but anyway yeah it's open road so it's not one of the uh, you know the big three or that uh generally <laughs> is there is. a big three well I mean, it's like sony and disney no I mean, dreamworks uh disney oh, DreamWorks, and pixar because yeah, right okay, okay. i mean you gotta separate disney and pixar no you don't they're all the same no but we still separate them as a, a the new pixar movies coming out oh, and then a disney i guess i put that under movie. the umbrella yeah they own them but we yeah. still think of them as okay you know when we talk about pixar sure, properties sure. and all that but i mean yeah, yeah. uh how so about, how about that disney netflix uh, smart move on their part. I mean, yeah. they have an, they have an entire channel that for what twenty five years the Disney Channel pr- pumping out content. Yeah. So they have an entire back catalog plus all their DCOM movies plus Marvel plus Lucasfilm like plus if, Pixar. If, if there's plus, any yeah. if there's any studio that can pull it off, and especially because they're the only studio that doesn't have. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, anyway, that doesn't have their catalog kind of split up. You know, oh, it's all under the umbrella. It's all it's under. Right. You yeah. know, and they're still maybe Warner Brothers. Still, I forgot they had the Muppets. Yeah, yeah. all that. Maybe stuff. Warner Brothers still has all theirs. But like, I know MGM is all like the pre nineteen fifty three MGM stuff went over here, and then the but the Bond oh. stuff is over there, and you know what I mean. That like is they, a yeah, you're right, and yeah. uh, um. You know where I don't think D- Disney has any no, of those Disney issues. Owns all their, so they have all those. So they were just like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. and what what I would they, be in, what was their was it Touchstone? Touchstone. So they got what? all the Touchstone stuff. Touchstone was their uh, like a, adult, quote unquote, adult. It, basically, at the time, like if Disney made a PG movie, everybody just pooped themselves, <laughs> and so and now they can't make anything less than a PG now it's movie. almost impossible yeah. to make a g movie like because the it has to be so yeah. milk toast but right. um and so they wanted to make pg movies pg live action movies that were more targeted for grown-ups not dirty but just you know and uh wasn't and, uh the sixth sense was touched on Oh uh, no! I think that was New Line. I think that was New mm, Line. it was like buena vista touchstone oh, it was a buena vista it movie is. yeah oh. um huh was Splash was their first one, but Splash was their first one. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That and that. Um, uh, I mean, it's Buena Vista, so I mean that's still Disney. Yeah, that I thought that was like their distribution arm. Um, I thought. I don't know. Hang on. See if it says Touchstone somewhere on there. I swear the Sixth Sense. Maybe I'm just thinking Buena Vista, but. Uh, Hollywood Pictures. Oh. oh, that was and that was uh, the disc, and it was distributed by Buena Vista. Gotcha. Okay, and I, Ho- Hollywood was another. I, maybe that was their R-rated arm ah. because then they also it, for a while Disney owned Miramax, right? And so like they would always there's get in trouble. Great, there's a like, great Dogma story. Yeah, whenever like Pulp Fiction came out, how could Disney make a movie like this? Like they're <laughs> not putting on. it out with they're Mickey Mouse on top company. of it. Yeah. Yeah. They're a multinational conglomerate. Yeah. I think the deal like, with that is Kevin Smith is like. They see that he said, "Oh, how dare you put that out?" and blah blah blah. And then it went to mirror. No, it went to the Weinstein's. Yeah, and they were just like, "Woo!" And he's like, "It's still coming out." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, but Disney's not doing it." Ugh, it's, it's silly. Like, All right, whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. stupid. But because uh, like it's got a rubber poop monster in it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but where were we at? The uh, 
uh, just touchstone. Touchstone, touchstone, touchstone yeah. yeah. So they they had all these all sorts of different companies for it. They owned Hollywood Records as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that oh. was that was owned interesting. By I didn't know yeah. that. Coming in at number four, The Dark Tower, the movie of last week. It, it has made another seven point four million, which is a sixty one percent drop in week two. Thirty three million dollars domestic on a sixty million dollar budget. I read an article on Hollywood Reporter that was just the title was how how does. How does Idris Elba keep getting screwed over? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like, he's such a great actor. Well, it's just like the the movie where he's supposed to be a grizzled gunslinger fighting the devil should have been it. Yeah. Right? Like he should that that he should not have had to work but, anymore. But yeah, you make but the yet. main character a, a little kid that no one That's cares what exactly about. what it was. It, it was, was not, but we focus on this yeah, idiot kid. That's what I'm saying. When you've got this property and you know go listen to last week's episode, but you've got this property about the gunslinger. The book's called The Gunslinger <laughs> and he's this badass and then you make a movie that has like two action scenes and it's right. all about this kid in a generic, you know, childhood home where the mother doesn't believe him and the bad stepdad's like, "What? No, the gunslinger. <laughs> make it about the I gunslinger." I want to see the guy shoot stuff yeah, yeah. It, it was it was bad so he'd be uh, slinging guns at any point no uh, perfect he's gonna yeah. walk around this whiny kid awesome he, he, we see him reload his gun more than you see him <laughs> shoot the gun somehow i they're just like just focusing on the reloading <laughs> yeah like were the bullets expiring yeah like why, is, why i don't understand oh, gotta change out my bullets uh, you know that director was like hey i saw wanted and i like that curb the bullet thing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh so, that was another deal that got signed Did you see that deal yeah, we the, talked about that a little bit, did we? Yeah, yeah the, the Miller. Yeah, World they signed. Club. They uh, they made a big deal. They're like Disney, Warner Brothers picked up DC, and Disney signed Marvel, and now Netflix has Miller World. Did the deep voice movie guy came yeah. come back from the dead yeah. to say this is Disney what we did. signed Marvel? And then, <laughs> but I was like, I don't think it's on the level of Disney signing no, but Marvel. That's a press release. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it was an interesting move. Yeah, it'd be cool to see if, stuff. if they're tw- actually twenty billion in debt. But yeah. I don't know that's, how that works. That that's. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what I thought. Like that's like they're you gotta spend money to make money. A- Amazon yeah. did the same thing. Amazon, oh, did they? Amazon, yeah. And 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 there's and honestly, like it's a it's a ballsy move. But I think ultimately it's probably a smart move because the reason they're so far in debt is because they're funneling this money into creating content right. because they know these studios are all chomping at the bit to start their own streaming services. So they're about to hit a patch where. It, right now it's just them yeah them and amazon and hulu yeah like and three. they're gonna they're gonna you know and, and cbs is starting theirs or long yeah. as with all the star trek stuff is gonna oh, be I remember on i signed and, up for that two years ago because star <laughs> yeah. trek was coming out yeah and <laughs> i think it's coming brother. out now right it's, uh-uh, it's still, delayed again like 2018 oh but um but so but they're launching all that st- yeah that stuff and and all the and so they're gonna start losing all that studio yeah. content and so they know they need to have their own content or and, they're screwed so they're getting out in front of it right? and they also have to pay millions upon millions of dollars to license these contracts for three six months with their own content they don't well once, so, they, every, once they pay for it they're done right. it's every, always there every dollar they invest in a production whether it be a 10 or 20 or 50 million dollar production is 5 million they don't pay to Disney for these movies right. and 10 million they don't pay to Warner oh, they're Brothers gonna, they're going to save a bunch of money on Disney here in a little bit definitely so yeah. it's I think it's a smart move in the long run um, you know it, they just have to keep putting out content and good content and yeah. they've been putting out good they content. have to yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. 
Number five, Girls Trip, still making good money here. $6.4 million, a 44% drop. That's $97 million in week four. And that was uh, in $5 million overseas. But the uh, bigger story here is almost $100 million worldwide on a $19 million budget. Wow. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely connecting with audiences, and it must be a fun movie. I know that we none of us have still seen it, uh, but... We're not exactly the demo. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's the... Yeah. But, being, uh, being men. Although it looks good. I want to <laughs> yeah. see it. I just... Well, I, I think of the same way that like we've Bad seen moms. uh yeah and bridesmaids yeah and, you know whatever movies like that but which i saw a trailer for the new bad moms where it's just like set at christmas that is time a, did you ever see it yeah i like that it. is a hilarious it's very funny like i like the three of them together yeah. had really good chemistry because i think i was, was the only funny. one that saw it and i came on the podcast and we were talking about something else and i'm like bad moms was really <laughs> funny it, <laughs> we're just like whatever Kevin. yeah and so at least you go have, me now. go have another beer those guys are great those the the, the three They're i girls, guess that's Kevin. A, well it's 2017 joe <laughs> everyone is equal okay but uh Not that your mila kunis mila kunis and Kristen bell and then yeah. the other gal i can never remember her she name. Was, the, was the, the campaign gal on parks and rec yeah the yeah whoever she is yeah you'll know her you the one yeah. that leslie nope always was yeah going, she was the, yeah. the campaign yeah. manager yeah. yeah so anyway uh but no they're they're great so it should be fun number six the emoji movie now <laughs> third week in release 6.1 million is a 49 percent drop but it's already made 63 million that's about 50 million more than the nut job right now so uh they're happy about that another 12 million overseas so we're looking at around uh 75 million on send, a 50 million dollar budget you send brad to review that one too uh no oh. no he uh, should, we should do it now <laughs> just, Brad we need you to go see this uh, and uh, we'll we'll give you six bucks <laughs> but uh, it's not even enough for my ticket what he sees it daytime I guess that's true four dollars someplace does Brad talk like that I, yeah I wouldn't know well, he's been playing a lot of mafia three yeah. yeah. that was like an old timey <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah so I mean the emoji movie seventy five on a fifty so I mean it's I'm not saying it's doing crazy numbers but better than you'd think a 6% movie would have made at this point. That is fair. Emoji movie 2. No, it's going to be the uh, ASCII... Oh God! Yeah, character movie. You know, Jeez. yeah, yeah. It was funny. Uh, did you see James Gunn made a, a pretty funny yeah. comment about the reviews? And he's like, "Oh, well, there goes my Wingdings movie." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks like it, it all works out. Maybe I'll get it done after all. Maybe number seven, Spider-Man: Homecoming, with five point eight million in its six week in release. That's only a thirty four percent drop. I had people on Facebook this weekend, you know, with nothing else to like, see. Yeah, going, why not? Yeah, Spider-Man: Homecoming. <laughs> yeah, uh, thirty four percent drop puts it at 306 million dollars in six weeks and it has another almost 400 million about 380 right now so we're approaching the 700 million worldwide on a 175 million budget i love it that's it's great. great and it's a good movie it's great it deserves it. It. absolutely it was a lot of fun. They did. guardians come guardians is out uh digital it's digital, out and then so. another uh, couple weeks or week and a half it will be on blu-ray yep so uh yeah that should be good i a lot of good bonus features i'm hearing about Is that right yeah and i can't wait to see the outtakes you know those guys are so funny chris pratt and you know all the chemistry between everyone so yeah he was you know yeah dealing with some heartbreak wow, yeah wow. that is sad um you know what i thought was funny you know all the love is dead that was going around facebook yeah. with chris pratt and, yeah. and and everyone said that i'm like how often did you share and post about Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris where you're like, like the this one, is love? This, I mean, the reaction the gonna, to it. The one that's going to get me is like Annette Benning and Warren Beatty. No, Kurt like, Russell and Goldie Hawn. Kurt Hawn's Russell will and Goldie Hawn is going to, that one's going to sting. They're not married, are they? They're not married. No, yeah. they're not, but a break. Or like Justin yeah. Timberlake and 
Jessica, Jessica Biel, whatever, Je- whichever well, one. Damn, it's it's together not that Jessica long, whatever. Yeah. She's, well, no, but I'm saying there's, there's like Alba and Beal, and I can't ever. It's not yeah. Alba. Yeah. <laughs> What's so weird though about those two is that which two? Uh, the two Pratt, Chris Pratt and yeah, Anna there Paris. we go. Is that they did seem like just head over heels? They did with each other. They did. Yep. And a lot you know? of cute and, posts and, 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 and recently, yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like like it, as recently as like what April? Yeah. Like they like when they were that, training for. Yeah, and she gave Guardians. That, she gave that speech when he got the star on the Hollywood yeah. Walk of Fame. Like yeah. the, she just, I mean, she would look at him like she was still just moon eyed, and so and it's, pictures. She shares pictures. Maybe, of she, she, used maybe to, she should have won Best Actress. Yeah, but she always shared pictures with him and the kid. Like you know, look at the best dad and everything. Yeah. I mean, very recently, I agree. Um, and I mean, they did seem great, and I'm not demeaning any of that. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were a very cute couple, and they did seem in love and all that. I just the way the internet said love is gone forever. <laughs> I just I've never ever heard these people talk about love or emotions or even that couple. And then love is, love, is love, is. love is dead. Love is dead. Love is dead. But I'm like. Okay, please, yeah. for the love of Ah, you know, it's not, I mean, well, no. Whoever came up with that PR campaign for Love is Dead, like, they're geniuses because they got people to say it that I've never heard, you know. So it was weird, know. though. Like, I think one of our listeners said that, like... Love is Dead? They also yeah. said yeah. that, yes. But, like, the idea that she had married the lovable schlub... Yeah, and now all of a sudden, he I think it was is, Julianne Jordan. It could have, yeah, yeah, that it was like and, she and that now, she <laughs> she married the lo- the like well, the, she married Andy Dwyer. She yeah. married Andy Dwyer, and now she's married to Jurassic World guy. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, well, <laughs> yeah. that would change a dynamic. Yeah. I could see that. And changing. you think it was Jennifer Lawrence? Oh, that's what she, they're saying on passengers. People think it was Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt that broke up. Or uh, Jennifer yeah, Lawrence. I mean, but I she's mean, dating. I'm not going to lie. She's dating Darren Aronofsky. Who is Jennifer Lawrence? Get out of here. Yeah. Joe's jealous. It has been for a while, yeah. I think. Well, it makes sense why she's in his new movie. <laughs> but, uh, but I, you know, we really have to make sure that Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence don't get together. We can't have a Ryan Reynolds... Uh, they will breed a new Blake race Lively. of superhumans <laughs> yeah. that will completely obliterate regular people like us. Like, we will just become enslaved by, yeah. the, by the, 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 the spawn of Jennifer Lawrence did, and Chris Pratt. Yeah, it's like Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Like that yeah. that that union should have never happened. You, you can't be that good looking and, and and that good natured, right? And then take another person that, that that's that yeah. good looking that, and then breed them, Put them together. Jesus Christ! <laughs> have you never yeah. seen like a horror movie? It this was is what Earth I, the whole time. Yeah. Like, oh my God! No, no. <laughs> yeah, so we're all Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't know. But it is sad news, and uh, you know, love is dead. So number eight <laughs> says. The three married guys. <laughs> uh, well, with, it was all with, it was all, with three married guys with five marriages between. Yeah. Them. <laughs> but you, you know what though? It was all hinging on Chris Pratt and uh, Anna and Paris. That was it. I mean, I just got married, but once I saw those it's two over. were over, it's over. I'm on my keyboard. Love is dead. <laughs> yeah, that was I'm it. Like, I'm sure Kenny's like, uh, no, you're dead. Like that's. <laughs> I'm restarting my Tinder. (laughs) No, swipe right. No, she's the one that shared it first. Love is dead. Well, everybody, she's the one that restarted her Tinder. (laughs) Number eight, Kidnap. Uh, This is a movie that was on the shelf since 2014. Uh, Did you guys know there was a new Halle Berry movie? So the only the only reason I knew that is I went to the Galleria to see not the Dark Tower, but whatever the emoji movie. No, whatever we did before that. Yeah, and they had a poster for Detroit, which I was like, oh, that looks Uh really cool. 
and then Halle Berry. And then it and was kidnapped. like right next to it right? was like the 3D poster. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Lenticular. cardboard one. Yeah. No, the car like a cardboard oh. like oh, stand up. Actually thing. 3D. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, Halle Berry? Yeah. What is this? This and mo- then- <laughs> this movie was filmed in 2014 and sat on the shelf for, you know, two and a half, three years. Um, it was a uh, relativity who I guess filed bankruptcy. So a lot okay. of their stuff in that time period just kind of, you know, it, it had to be sold off and all that stuff. So all of a sudden here, two and a half years <laughs> later, they release it. And it's this movie, which is basically like taken with a soccer mom. Is Halle she, Berry. Is she Halle, is she? Is, is Liam she Neeson? She doesn't have a very particular set of skills, although the writers she has two skills. Right. Uh, the writers controlling the weather. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Oh, I was talking about. Yeah, that. you know oh. what? You know what lightning does to a toad. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Joss Whedon. Yeah. But uh, but so the thing is, is that the writing in this movie is atrocious. I did see it because I was so intrigued. I had to see what. This <laughs> Wait movie a minute! Was. You saw this movie over the movie of the week? Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> I had I was so intrigued I had I had to see this movie I'm like why is a Halle Berry movie shelved for three years and why because it's not 1997 yeah I was like when was the last time she had a hit right but then they just released this I'm like hold on what is going on here so the movie's like taken uh, the writing is horrible and they try to give her some speeches like Liam Neeson has but she's not Liam Neeson (laughs) but basically she's a mom who I mean it it honestly is one of the scariest things you could ever think about is turning your head you know kids run around turn your head she takes a phone call she looks back her kid's gone she's running all over the park asking other moms at the playground you know have you seen this boy and it's they build up the tension and then she she walks over to the parking lot and she sees an abductor putting her kid in the car and they speed off like just a terrifying thing that i think as parents we could all relate to i mean that is a horrific thing it would depend on the kid yeah (laughs) so so anyway she she clings onto the car as it's driving out the parking lot and actually holds on to it as it's you know dragging her behind she eventually has to let go but she runs to her van she gets in the van and then basically it's like a one-man show from there it, it hardly ever leaves this van she chases this car through the streets onto the highway i mean she is like again this is the the tim more taken part of it yeah. it's like she's like i am not gonna stop chasing you they, they she gets in some crashes eventually the guy confronts her when they when she kind of knocks him off the road through a series of events and she's like just give me my kid back i'll i'll forget this but They're like no because you're such a shitty driver <laughs> we, your kid died five miles ago <laughs> oh, he's back there yeah. well, you're trying t- to give him back take to him for good <laughs> lord but uh but so anyway she's like i'm not gonna stop chasing you you will you know until i get him back and so it's just a big chase scene but i will say the action's pretty decent Halle berry i mean she is an a- oscar-winning actress she does a good job with the emotions and you know the loss of a child and trying to get him back um, it was entertaining. Uh, anytime there was dialogue where it was like before the chase scenes and afterwards where, you know, she's talking to other people in a police station along the way and stuff. I'm like, this is bad, but, but it was fun for the chase scenes. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I'd say if it's on TV or something, you know, check it out. It's a pretty, pretty fun movie. No. I, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. But uh, I was just like thinking it was a big piece of trash because it was shelved for three years. But honestly, I think it was just the bankruptcy thing. When and, did she, when was the last time she did have a hit? It's a great question. Is it Monsters Ball? I mean, that's what she won the well, Oscar I don't know about for. A hit, but yeah. I mean, you know, uh, definitely hasn't done anything big since then. No, she's like she's kind of like Cuba. Like yeah. Cuba won that Oscar for right. Jerry Maguire, and then he did like Men of Honor, which was really good. Yeah, and then seriously, it's just boat, been it's, Boat Trip. It's been those X Men movies where obviously that's not a show of her talent. You know, she had Catwoman along the way. That's the one that killed it. Like uh, I think that's the one that put the. And that was like right at the same time as Monsters. It was, Ball, yeah. Guess, she yeah, won. Yeah. I think she's the first person to win 
like the Oscar and the Razzie in the same year. Yeah, no, Sandra Bullock did. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, because she, she won an Oscar for The Blind Side. Blind Side. No, she won a Razzie for that. Um, what was the movie called? It was where she was like the nerdy girl trying to get this guy and chase yeah. him all over the place. And Miss Congenialen? No, oh. I know what you're talking about, but she accepted it too, didn't she? She did. She yeah. showed oh, up. So pretty so cool. Razzie. Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah Halle Berry cool. was like, I would like to say, uh, "F you yeah. to my agent." <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, Kidnap is in its second week in release. It made five million, which is a forty nine percent drop. Uh, Twenty million dollars domestic. I think that someone bought the movie for five million. Though. I was gonna say they can't so, pay too much for the movie, yeah. so they're probably doing fine. No, so I mean, I, it was a five million dollar buy, so it's made yeah. twenty in two weeks. I mean, they, they're happy with Why that, not? I'm sure. Yeah. So, uh, and like I said, it's a fun movie. I think audiences that just want to kind of check out and see it, some action scenes will enjoy it. Number nine, The Glass Castle. What is that? No idea. No idea. Okay, I, I Brie Larson, Woody Harrelson, Naomi Watts. I mean, yeah. that's a legit cast. Yeah. It is. Uh, must be a, a, a maybe not a totally limited release, but it may be one that hasn't. It says opening weekend 1,400 theaters, so half of what a blockbuster would yeah. generally release as. It's Lionsgate, so it's probably some sort um, of art, yeah. art house thing. Yeah, so I, I haven't heard much about it, but uh, $4.9 million on uh, its first week, but again, probably an art house with a lower budget. So anyway, Indeed. I guess. She's Captain Marvel. Yeah, there you go. There it is. And rounding out the top 10, Atomic Blonde, 4.3 million is a 47% drop in week three. It has a $42.5 million domestic take and another about 10 overseas. So we're looking at 52 million on a $30 million budget. That's all right. It's a fun, it's, I mean, it's a cool movie. Did either of you guys end no. up seeing that? Okay. I did not see it. it. It's good. I like the style. I mean, it's the, it's the, uh, John Wick, one of the John Wick guys. So I'm with it. It's great action yeah. scenes. Joe, you'll dig it for the action. Yeah, stuff, yeah, I'm for, I wanted to see it. Yeah. So where I guess one of them was out of the top 10, huh? Yeah, it's about time, uh, but it did break some more records. That thing made a ton. Yep. It, it, it broke some, uh, domestic records of sorts. I can't remember if it was, uh, something for female director or what, the, what did it end all up being? Of the, but, all of them. Yeah, I mean, it's over $400 million in 11 weeks right now. So, And that's just domestic, that's just of domestic, course. Yeah. So I, it's a huge success for that film. And I think uh, you can't help but to think that's why Justice League went through all those Complete reshoots. Complete reshoots. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. I don't even... So that movie comes out in two months. Yeah. And I don't know. They're still reshooting stuff. Yeah. Like, they've changed the ending. They've changed the character. The whole character has yeah. been completely revamped. Articles are coming out saying that there's a lot less Zack Snyder than they, they originally thought. So Joss is pretty much... I have a feeling Dark Side was going to be at the end of this, and he's not anymore. Yeah. That's my yeah. guess. Yeah, I hope it's good. I Wait hope for the they six can... hour director's cut that came yeah. out on Blu ray. I yeah. hope they can turn this around, though, and save the DC. They, I mean, they found the formula with this one. Yeah. They just stick with that, they'll be all right. Yeah. So. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But for now, that's the box office. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. So uh, I guess that's it for this episode. Let's uh, go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at JoeyButts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on uh, Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett and at ReviewSTL.com where you can read the Nutjob 2 review by Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, if you want to continue the conversation online, you can do so at Facebook.com slash RealSpoilers or on Facebook at... Or, or on Twitter, at Real Spoilers. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you can also find us wherever finer podcasts are sold. And by sold, of course, we mean given away for free. So uh, it's not just an iTunes thing. So go to all those places. Stitcher and Google Music and all that iTunes, stuff. iTunes, all that. Good. Well, I already said iTunes. I'm saying I know. the other non-iTunes places. Zunes R Us. Zunes R Us. The Zune Store. 
Sure. Which is called like street corners in some random right. Asian <laughs> country where you know they're they're selling these like f- full of twenty thousand preloaded yeah. songs. <laughs> so three thousand uh, songs. Yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, yeah. So that's it for this episode. Uh, coming up on the next movie, or coming up on the next episode, we will tackle Annabelle. Which is easy because it's a little tiny doll. Oh, or it could yeah. be. She's so, a six-year-old. Oh, that's my kid. But anyway. oh, okay. So until then, you've been warned. I'm an Amrigo, a German am I. Never out or even if I had a high five. Madam, I'm Adam, too hot to hoot. No lemons, no melon, too bad I hit a brute. Lisa Bonet ain't no basil. Boy's song was wrong. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.